0: Our Gospel reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and a spirit descend upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God. Be Good morning. Grace and peace be with you. Add my welcome to all that are here. Welcome Kasi to our staff, and welcome Andre to our staff. It's a joy to be working with you. And also we will welcome at PRISM today, Peter Simon, who will be our new uh, music director for PRISM uh, beginning today. And so it's a, an exciting day in the life of the church. And Dawn and I realized last evening that this marks the beginning of our eighth year with you as well today. So, And uh, we're, we're so thankful and uh, humbled to be able to to serve here with all of you. There's a new way of measuring the body's health, being touted as the next big thing. It's still gaining in use, but it's soon to come to your home, they tell us. Instead of taking your body's temperature, the doctor takes your breath away and then analyzes it. You exhale deeply into a device that measures every component of your breath And that one breath reveals the health of your whole body. That's the idea. One doctor, Joachim Peel, said the breath is a window into the blood. Pretty soon we'll be able to tell how people are doing by their breath. And according to a 2022, 2022 study in the National Center of Biotechnology Information, the analysis of the exhaled breath, holds a great promise for non-invasive early disease diagnosis. Breath is more than 99% water, but roughly 3,000 other components have been detected in human breath. An average sample contains at least 200 other components, including bits of DNA, proteins, bacteria, fats, floating in the mist, The airborne elements and compounds such as carbon dioxide, steroids, prostaglandins, even interleukins make up the rest of one exhale, the stuff we call air. In other words, when we exhale our breath, the telltale trademark of our very existence... It's wind and water. We humans are wind and water people. In today's scripture, a revival was taking place. John the Baptist certainly had a powerful spirit about him. He was dressed and acted a lot like the prophet Elijah. People from all over Israel were coming To where he was at the Jordan River. And they were repenting of their sins, and they were entering the waters of the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Surrounded by water in the middle of the desert, John said these words I baptize you with water, but one who is coming will baptize you with what? The Spirit. The word for spirit in Greek was pneuma, which also in a few places in the Bible was used for wind, wind and water. Then Jesus arrived and he was baptized and the scripture said when he came out of the water, the heavens opened and the spirit descended on him like a dove in the water. The spirit came wind and water. Once, there was a time when Jesus spoke with a Pharisee named Nicodemus. Remember the story? Nicodemus came at night. And Jesus said to him, you must be born again. Remember the story? And Nicodemus was confused by this. And he said, am I to enter my mother again? And Jesus responded, what? Unless you are born of what? Water and the Spirit. You cannot inherit eternal life, wind and water. He might have been referring to Ezekiel 36, which prophesied a time when God said, I will place clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you of all your impurities, all of your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you a heart of stone and I will give to you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Water and spirit, wind and water, people. Why was Jesus baptized? We often wonder. He was perfect. Why did he enter baptism? In the 1800s, Father Damien felt a call to the people in Hawaii who had been cast off of society because of leprosy. And he worked among them just as he had done in other places on the island. And he built a church with his own hands. And he helped them to build a society, even helping them build houses for themselves. And he lived among them and he sought to humbly serve them in any way that he could. After 15 years of being among them, he discovered that he had acquired the disease and the first Sunday in church as he began to lead the people in worship after he discovered that he, too, had leprosy, he didn't give his normal greeting that day. Every previous Sunday he had begun the worship service, My Fellow Believers. And that particular Sunday he began, My Fellow Lepers. He had in every way become one of them even taking upon their greatest pain. When Jesus began his ministry, Jesus entered the water, was enlivened by the Spirit, and showed us that the kingdom of God is as much a part of this life as it is the next. Why did Jesus submit to baptism? To be with us in our pain, in our fallenness, in our outcast situation as sinners and to save us from our sins. And it was pleasing in the eyes of the Father. Friends, whenever you have doubts about your failures of faith, never lose sight that baptism is not about you and your perfect obedience. Rather, baptism is about Jesus and his obedience. We receive the water of baptism to remind us that we are saved from our sins by Jesus. But we also recognize the Holy Spirit's presence there in baptism to remind us that we are saved not only from our sins, but for sharing that life with other people. I want you all to do an experiment. Would you do it with me? Everyone. On the count of three, take a deep breath and hold it. Can you do that? As you're able, as you're able. If you're not able, don't do it. But as you're able, do this. On the count of three, take a deep breath and hold that breath. One, two, three. Deep breath, hold it. Keep holding it. Now, at first, it's no big deal. Keep holding it. But after about five seconds, you've already, some of you have already started feeling a slight pressure on your chest. Keep holding it. After about 15 to 20 seconds, you're gonna, some of you are going to need to transfer some of that air into your cheeks. Depending on your lung capacity, you're going to need to exhale after about 30 to 40 seconds. Still holding the air? Holding it? Holding it? Let it out. Somebody let it out already. The, the acolytes let us there. Doesn't it feel good to breathe? Doesn't it feel good to let it out? The Holy Spirit for God's people is like manna for Israel. It cannot be hoarded or saved up for another day. Saved up spirit, unshared spirit, doesn't become better or richer or more potent. At the mouth of the Jordan River is the Dead Sea, just just beyond where John was baptizing. Just beyond is the Dead Sea. It receives fresh water from the Jordan River and other springs, but it does not have an outlet. And so it cannot support life. And it's like that with the Spirit. It's not good if we only hold it. Because you don't live if you don't breathe. Sometimes we need to be reminded of our baptism, of our rebirth by water and the Spirit. A rebirth that transformed us once and for all. And that continues to transform us every single day that we claim it. I have a good friend who loves scuba diving. He was recently sitting outside with his three-and-a-half-year-old grandson. And the grandson was mirroring him, how he would sit, how he would hold his hands together. And so my friend propped his feet up, the grandson propped his feet up, and they crossed their arms, and there they sat outside. And the grandson asked my friend, his grandfather, Grandpa, what would you like to do? My friend answered, Well, if I had my way, I'd like to jump in some water with my scuba gear. Why? What would you like to do? He asked his three-and-a-half-year-old grandson. The little grandson thought for a moment, and then very thoughtfully, almost like an adult, he said, I'd like to hug the wind. And my friend said, It struck him. What a deep, beautiful thought from such a child. That's transformation. The idea of to hug the spirit and let the spirit hug you. From the mouths of babe, God has perfected his praise. And that's baptism. Surrounded by water and embracing the spirit and the Spirit embracing us. The Scripture goes on to say that Jesus would be led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan. That's the topic of another day. But Satan, like he whispered to Jesus, Satan likes to whisper. Satan likes to remind us of our past and to whisper doubts into our minds about our relationship with God. Don't listen. Instead of Satan whispering, remember those times you lied or remember how people have told you you're a loser or remember that you're unloved or remember you're a terrible sinner or we need need a new whispering in our ear, a new breath of wind that can breeze past us. And in that voice, we hear these words, remember your baptism. Remember Jesus entering those waters for you. Remember your baptism. Remember the water of repentance and rebirth. Remember your baptism. Remember the ongoing gift of the Holy Spirit that beckons us into the world to be the people of God and to do the impossible for the gospel. Remember your baptism. Remember that Jesus entered the waters to show you how to live. Remember your baptism. Remember that Jesus has given you his Holy Spirit to share with other people. Remember your baptism. Remember that you are born of water and the Spirit, and, you, and in your repentance, and no matter your past, God is focused on your presence your present, and your future. Remember your baptism. Remember that you are part of a community of faith created to be wind and water people. Remember your baptism. Remember you are a child of God, born of water and the Spirit. Remember, remember, remember Your baptism. And today we do just that. We come to take communion today, but not only to take communion, but we also pass by the font of baptism. And we're reminded that we enter the church through baptism and we're nurtured in communion. Two sacraments, one Lord, one mercy, one grace. Saved in water, energized in spirit. As wind and water people, we find salvation in baptism by what Christ has done and by who we are in Him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite the congregation to turn to page 50 in your hymnal. It's appropriate that before we remember our baptism this day, as we come forward to take communion, you'll be invited to touch the water... And if you feel that you, uh, to touch the water, and if you feel comfortable, you place it on your head, you place it on your wrist, or you can just touch the water. But as you do, remember your baptism. And it's important that as we remember our baptisms, that we remember the reasons that we do it. Brothers and sisters, through the sacrament of baptism, we're initiated into Christ's Holy Church, incorporated in God's mighty acts of salvation, and given new b- birth through water and the Spirit. And all this is God's gift offered without Christ. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. And so I ask these questions to all. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to all people of of all ages, nations, and races? And according to the grace given to you, and will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church, and serve as Christ's representatives in this world. Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures and the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? The Holy the 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 resurrection of the the life We give a thanksgiving over the water, not because the water is somehow becomes holy at that moment, but we give thanksgiving over the water because it's a reminder of all the times throughout the history of the Scripture. the the history of God's people, that God has brought salvation to God's people in and around water so many times. And as we read this story and as we remember this and we give thanksgiving for this, we also remember that we ourselves are a part of that story. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord on the earth. Sure you in the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins and you clothe us in righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. In moments to come, as you come forward for communion, you will pass by the font, and again, you're invited to touch the waters. And as you do so, remember your baptism and be thankful. Let the people say, Amen. And may the Holy Spirit work within you at that time, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may live as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Let us rejoice in the faithfulness of our covenant God. We give thanks for all that God has already given us as members of the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church. We will faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Amen. We invite the congregation now to turn to page 12 in your hymnal as we prepare for communion.
0: Holy communion the sacrament that sustains us and feeds us along our journey as baptized people the Lord be with you lift up your hearts let, let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you father almighty creator of heaven and earth delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me and so in remembrance of these your mighty acts of Jesus Christ we offer ourselves in praise and Thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us and proclaim the mystery of faith Christ has died Christ is risen all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we were reminded that we are one body, and the bread that we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. And the cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This morning as we come and not only remember our baptism, but also gather at table. You're invited to receive a wafer and dip the wafer into the cup and consume both elements of communion together. You're welcome to kneel and pray at the altar rail or return to your seat and pray as well. We'll start in the back, work up the middle aisle, uh, and return by the side aisles. Those of you in the balcony, come down uh, as you can. Maybe feast together for the servants come. need the elements brought to where they're seated. eternal god we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of jesus christ our lord amen
1: we'll sing the first and the last stanzas of page 500 as you're
2: able will you please stand
1: benediction as you are leaving today our new youth uh senior high youth director Tossy grove will be in the narthex area and i hope you will give him a welcome and following the postlude those of you who are able will be able to uh, meet meet andre duval if you've not had a chance to do so already receive this word of benediction may the love mercy and grace of god the father son and holy spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore Amen. Go in peace.